Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Counseling on the Force Center podcast feed, the show that believes absolutely every part of Star Wars is great from a certain point of view. I'm your host, my name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me, as always, is a small sip of whiskey and two great big Star Wars grievances. How can he do it, do you ask? How can he talk into a microphone alone with no one else here and still sip whiskey? It's not easy, but I find a way. Here we go. Mmm, delicious. 
tastes like counseling. Ooh. All right, here we go. Two grievances. As always, we tackle two, and you get to decide who is the master and who is the apprentice grievance. Our first grievance is all about Leia's dress. It comes to us from Jeff Wasson on Facebook, and Jeff says, I have a question. Upon watching the third episode of Star Wars, Forces of Destiny with Princess Leia on Endor, it shows how Leia and Wicket get back to the Ewok village where she is presented with a gift in thanks for saving Wicket and two other Ewoks. The gift ends up being a dress for a human female. Where did this dress come from? Or why did they happen to think to make such a garment and happen to have it conveniently laying around? This might require some Star Wars counseling. And yes, I think it does. I counseled myself in my own head, and now I'm going to try to blast my head content out into the world via podcast. I think this is a great question, Jeff. Now, I wanted this episode. When I found out that there was going to be a Leia on Endor with Wicket episode, I wanted this Forces of Destiny episode to answer the huge question of how did Leia get that dress? Why, why, why? And the episode does indeed answer why she got it, as you describe in your question, Jeff, but not why does the dress exist in the first place. Now, I see several options. First, you could imagine that the Ewoks just made that dress very, very quickly, specifically for Leia. In the episode, we see that Leia is hanging out after the conflict with the stormtroopers. She's just kind of chilling up there on a platform in Bright Tree Village. And we don't know how much time has passed when the Ewoks come out of another little hut. And they could be in there for who knows how long, maybe a couple hours, maybe even just 15 minutes. And they are just sewing up in Ewok storm. I think this is probably the most likely. I think that uh, Leia saved them or contributed to saving them. They respected her and they wanted to make her feel welcome. So they made her something that would make her blend in, make her be a part of their culture. And they're just damn fast little sewers. I think that is the most likely, but here's another fun option. Maybe another human female visited them in the past. This is just a great big can of Star Wars canon worms that we could open up. This is another tale to be told in the great pantheon of Star Wars. It's another mystery we can all guess about. Who crashed on Endor? Who earned the Ewoks' respect enough to get a dress? Who happens to be the exact same size and build of Leia Organa? because that dress is fitted. That is a nice dress. It has got a nice flow to it. I was looking at that dress more closely, and in fact, it looks like a kind of rustic, woodsy version of a bunch of dresses my wife just bought on eShakti. eShakti, if you don't know this, is an actual clothing store where you can buy dresses. It is not a place for, like, the Jedi Shakti to sell merch and do autographs and things like that. Don't Expect that if you go to Ishakti. Expect some great dresses, not unlike the one that the Ewoks made for Leia. Or did they? Who maybe landed there first? Was it Sabine? Was that originally Sabine's dress? And if so, why did she leave it behind? Was it uh, Torin Far? Is Mara Jade back in canon? Was that Mara Jade's dress? Did Palpatine have a reason to wear that? Did Darth Bane want that dress for some reason? Who knows? It's a fun mystery. I know Bane is not the same build as as Princess Leia, but, you know, who knows? There are a lot of mysteries in Star Wars. Mystery upon mystery. 
I'm joking, obviously, but I think that's also a possibility that maybe the dress already existed. We know from the Ewok TV movies, which are not canon, that humans end up in and around on the moon of Endor. So maybe there was some human who visited in the past, and maybe they just had to do some quick fitting, some quick nips and tucks to make it fit Princess Leia beautifully. That said, here is yet another option. Maybe it's not just that they have that one dress. Maybe those Ewoks have dresses for everybody and shirts and pants and jackets and ties and dickies and vests and everything. Maybe they have all kinds of clothing for all shapes and sizes, humans and aliens, because what if, what if Endor is a sweatshop? Maybe this is a subplot that we just have never seen explored that the Empire... Like, some people in the Empire clearly were not aware that the Ewoks existed. That gets explained even in the Forces of Destiny when uh, the Stormtroopers are like, I don't understand why the Empire didn't just wipe these guys out. But maybe, maybe the Empire is not wiping the Ewoks out because they are making designer clothing. So Palpatine can pad his pockets if he has pockets in those robes. And if he doesn't have pockets in his robes, he's going to get some Ewoks to make him a robe with pockets. Dark, evil, foreboding. Palpatine pockets. That's a whole thing. Hashtag Palpatine pop pockets. <laughs> I almost said Palpatine hot pockets, and that is a whole nother thing, and I have disturbed even myself, so I am going to move on. It is an interesting idea that they have a lot of clothes. I think that would be a fun mystery. If you just wanted to open the door to mystery and not answer it, someday we could just see inside the uh, Ewok hut of clothing, and they have all sorts of nice dresses and shirts and pants, and you're just like, Ewoks, why? What have you been doing? Are you a sweatshop? Anyway, you know that if the Empire felt that it was valuable to press the Ewoks into sweatshop service, they would do it. So that part of my theory tracks logically. So I think those are several fun theories that uh, they make the dress quickly, that the dress pre-existed for some reason, or that maybe they have a massive closet of Ewok clothing, a hut closet, not a job of the hut, but, you know, a little shanty, an Ewok shanty, a shanty closet of clothing there on the moon of Endor. But out of all of those theories, personally, I think that they just made it. I think they are damn fast and fine tailors, and I think they made it for Leia, like I was saying, as a symbol of respect. I think it was, here's what our culture looks like. These are the kind of garments we wear. We see that you are not covered in fur, so we'll make a garment that covers, you know, all of you or most of you. And it's a nice kind of cultural exchange of like, oh, you have taught us, uh, you're, you're, you've shown us just by being here about blasters and shooting people. And they're like, oh, okay, well, here's how we do things. We wear these kind of clothing. And it's a, it's a cultural exchange, really. And I think this all comes tied together in Leia's great line, one of my favorite lines in all of the Forces of Destiny shorts. Leia's wonderful line when she puts on the dress and she says, does it come with a spear or does a spear come with it? Uh, and we get to see in that moment, Leia being both a diplomat and a warrior. We know she's capable of both. She recognizes the truth. Yes, you little Ewoks, you made me a nice dress, a dress of your culture, super fast. Well, I also redid my hair super fast, and I am going to respect 
that you are reaching out to me to meet me halfway and have a cultural exchange. I see all of those things. But also on the warrior side, I also see all the spears. I see you wearing skulls for hats. I see you for what you are. Damn fine tailors and murder bears. And if there's anything that Leia can respect, it is a culture that is both fine tailoring and murder. Anyway, I hope that helps a little bit, Jeff. If not, it is fun to process. So even if I did not fully make you feel better, I hope the journey made you feel better, if not the destination. And on we go to grievance number two. Grievance number two is Chewbacca's Bowcaster. This was sent in by Scott Kohler. I put out a request on our Patreon, and we got a bunch of great uh, grievances from patrons. And Scott asked, as a man... And as a lover of gadgets, how does Han Solo hang out with Chewie for 30-plus years and never ask to shoot his crossbow? I'd be bugging him 10 minutes after we met. Scott, I'm right there with you. I would also like to shoot Chewie's crossbow. So it's a great question. It's obviously a part of The Force Awakens that I think has pinged for a lot of people that they enjoy it, but they're like, what? Why did Han never try that? And I'll just, I'll throw out for clarity, and I think a lot of uh, fans listening are on the same page, that there's a clear storytelling reason for Han trying out the blaster, and for, or the bowcaster rather, and for Han being pleasantly surprised about how powerful it is because it is showing us, the audience, that the bowcaster is really quite powerful. So when Chewie hits Kylo in with the, in the gut hip area with it, we know Kylo's got to be hurting because we have seen how powerful this bowcaster is. So right off the bat, I think that we have like a narrative storytelling reason. And then beyond that, I think it is just flavorful and fun. I think it's a great dynamic between Chewie and Han. But I'm just talking about why I like it, why it's there. Let's talk about the actual logic, the thing that is keeping Scott up at night. Why has Han never asked to shoot that damn bowcaster? So let's get into some theories. I want to start with a pretty straightforward and I think very compelling answer that I found when I just Googled this. I literally Googled, why Han not try crossbow like a cave person? And here is what came up. Apparently, In the old expanded universe canon, it was clearly and firmly established that Chewie kept making new bowcasters and updating them over the years. It was like he had a Mac and he was already downloading an update. He was keeping his iOS up to date on his bowcasters, I guess, but being far more inventive because he was creating them wholesale. So if you accept this canon that Chewie is always making new bowcasters, you can just imagine that Han has never tried this specific bowcaster before, and that is a theory uh, that I saw being uh, put forward based, like I said, on Legends canon. I think it's fun, because it is fun to imagine what's going through Chewie's mind. Imagining that he made this brand new bowcaster, this much more powerful, explosive bowcaster, just like a little while before the events of The Force Awakens. What was he feeling emotionally like that he was like, no, this bowcaster is going to be even more powerful. It has to be so powerful that when I shoot at people, they will do backflips like they are auditioning to be olympic gymnasts they will go flying i want these moof milkers to fly i want to see flailing limbs when i shoot them it is ragdoll time that has to be 
what is going through Chewie's mind. And as we know, as we catch up with our heroes in Force Awakens, it's a difficult time for them. Uh, We can imagine that maybe Chewie is not entirely on board with the choices that Han has made. Who knows? Maybe Chewie is sticking with Han, of course, but maybe Chewie's like, Han, don't run away from Leia. Try to work this out. Or Han, go try to talk to your son. Don't just go back. Oh, you want to just do smuggling again? All right, we'll get this big crappy ship and we'll fly around on their ugly Irvana and I will pour my feelings into a vicious bowcaster. That's a fun, flavorful, interesting thing to think about. Uh, So I think the upgrade theory is very solid, but I also think Han not trying it just plain old makes some sense too. Even if it's the same bowcaster, if it's an upgrade, regardless, there's something about Han not trying it that does make a little bit of sense to me given his character because Han is stubborn. We can look all the way back to his line in A New Hope when he says to Luke, hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. He likes blasters. He's even tried a lightsaber. He cut open that Tauntaun's belly. He sees that they're, they're pretty cool. He's all about blasters. He's a smuggler. He's a scoundrel. He could be wearing like a vest full of thermal detonators. He could have all kinds of different weapons, but he has that blaster. He is stuck in his way. He likes his Blastech DL-44, and no one is going to convince him that it's not the best. Simple, elegant, it's all you need. A good blaster at your side, kid. He's got the same attitude about the Falcon. Even when the Falcon is clearly letting him down, he never loses faith. He barks at anyone who criticizes the Falcon, and he knows in his heart, no matter what it looks like, it is the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. It's all he needs, a blaster at his side, and the Falcon all around him in a big hug. Like, that's what he feels like when he's inside the Falcon. Like, a big Corellian ship hug. Anyway, so picture this. You've got already that Han is stubborn, but maybe there's a whole fun story about why he's so stubborn, specifically about the blaster being better than all other weapons, specifically Chewie's bowcaster. So imagine, this is very early in Han and Chewie's friendship. Maybe we'll even see this in the new Han Solo movie. They're hanging out at Maz Kanata's castle. Han has had some strong whiskey that I believe is distilled from Jogan fruit, which if it's not in canon should be my Jogan fruit whiskey. And he is just, he's a little tipsy maybe even. And he's talking up his trusty DL-44. It's the best blaster on the market. They're never going to improve on it. And Chewie starts roaring on and on and on about how awesome his bowcaster is. And they get in a big argument in front of a bunch of other scoundrels and smugglers. And maybe they decide, all right, we'll go outside and we'll compete. And they do some target practice, shooting at old droids or something. And everyone agrees that Chewie's bowcaster is, is pretty great and Han just gets annoyed and this causes Han to dig his heels in for over 30 years he always wants to do everything with his blaster he wants to prove that he is right he doesn't want to pick up that bowcaster because his blaster his DL-44 is good enough and then he stays that way for decades but when does Han finally pick up that bowcaster and fully give it a try on their big dumb ugly ship the Irvana And what happens? Chewie gets clipped, right? He gets wounded. And in that moment, 
of love and respect in defense of his co-pilot and his best friend. Han lets go of all that stubbornness and just grabs that bowcaster, that big, explosive, powerful weapon, <laughs> and he lets it rip, right? And then when does he use it again? Now, now he's kind of got a little sense of like, this is, uh, this is good. Uh, okay, that is really, really good. So then he uses it again on Tokadana, and because he's, he's basically hooked now, now he knows how powerful he is. He wants to blast some troopers, and he wants to see them fly. He wants it to be ragged all time. And then, then he turns to Chewie, and he says, I like this thing. And I think that is a charming, funny, great laugh out loud, actually laugh out loud, not internet sarcastic, LOL, actually human, funny, laugh in the theater, line and moment. But very important to me in my understanding and appreciation of Han Solo's character. He doesn't just say, I like this thing. He says it quietly to only Chewbacca. And that is in general when Han tells the truth, he says it quietly, like when he says, don't worry, she'll hold together, and then whispers to his own ship, come on, baby, hear me, baby, hold together. He is so much bluster and bragging. If you watch Empire, he is constantly yelling something and then whispering the truth to himself or to Chewbacca. He, in fact, one of my very favorite quotes, which I end this very podcast with, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. He's not yelling at, he's not proclaiming it to the sky. It's true. So he says it quietly. It's a thing I love about Han Solo's character. If it's true, he's going to say it quietly. So those are two main theories, Scott, of why he has never tried that bowcaster. One, he's tried bowcasters before, uh, but this is a new upgrade that Chewie has made recently, and he hasn't tried that specific one. Or to me, what I think is a, a more fun character-based one is that he is just that stubborn, and he's never given it a try until circumstances demanded it. Because Han Solo, to me, is a truth whisperer, and to tie both of our grievances together in my headcanon. When Han Solo gets to the Ewok village, he is uh, released from being cooked alive by the murder bears, and he has a moment alone with Leia. He sees her in this strange Ewok dress, and I think he says loudly, What is that? Where Did these bears give you that? How do you know where that's been? And then I think he adds quietly to only Leia, It looks great, though. That is my counseling for those two questions. Those are great grievances. Thank you both for sending them in. And as always, I hope I made you feel a little bit better, even if you don't fully intellectually buy my uh, my counseling, buy my arguments. I hope that you had a moment where you let the light side of the forces in because it is calling. And I am calling always for plenty more grievances. You can send them in on uh, Facebook or Twitter or uh, if you are a patron on Patreon, you can certainly send them there. And as always, I'm looking for things that are, sure, logic flaws, but also something that eats at you, something that you just can't digest, like a bounty hunter in a sarlacc. And let me know why it bothers you too. I love it when you send in the personal stories. Uh, you can do all that with the hashtag 
hashtags SW Counseling. It really helps me if you use that hashtag because then I can find them so much more easily. We release an episode every other Friday. Sometimes we jostle around our schedule so an episode uh, comes out on a different day like this, but there will be more Star Wars counseling to come soon. We will have a live episode recorded at Dragon Con Convention. You can find me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out my anchor station, Headcanon, and my other podcast, Obsessed. Info on all those things is on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as at Force Center Pod. You can support our new Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Force Center. And of course, you can buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. So many slashes. You could probably also just Google tpublic Force Center. Anyway, until next time, is Han Solo once whispered in a moment of brutal honesty. I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. That's it for Star Wars Counseling. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.